Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. (laughs) All right, welcome back for our number two of Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joglina along with George Kurtz, uh, Sean Engel, uh, the Fantasy Prince producing our show, keeping us flying straight. And uh, we were talking uh, football in hour one. We're going to turn our attention to fantasy baseball right now. Uh, and George, a couple of weeks ago, just uh, on uh, something to talk about on the side here. You know, we're a uh, fantasy sports network. We're a gambling network. And uh, I don't know if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if I brought it up on air or just like in between commercials with you, the guy on Jeopardy, James Holzhauer, professional sports gambler, and how successful he's been on Jeopardy. Right, 17 straight Jeopardy wins has won 1,275,587. Of course, after taxes, uh, he won't be a millionaire uh, off of these winnings, but um, averaging $75,000 per per game. Uh, Ken Jennings, uh, 74 straight wins. You know, he's the the famous guy that uh, everyone talks about when you talk about Jeopardy. He had won 3,270,000. That's about a $35,000 average. But interesting how a sports gambler is uh, using his skills and techniques uh, to be successful at the game of Jeopardy. Part of it it, is really quick on that buzzer. Uh, Part of it is also uh, the way he plays the, uh, the board. Like he, he goes after the, uh, the top dollar amounts on the board first. Uh, interesting to see the way he, he places his bets because he always seems to find that daily double comes up with these interesting numbers. So uh, his wife uh, also won money on uh, a game show who wants to be a millionaire. This guy's amazing. Uh, James Holzauer. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't. No, you know, obviously, for this what you just said that you know more about him than I do. I haven't seen any of the episodes. I did know that he, uh, he said that he's been what, uh, some kind of a buzzer, faster buzzer thing strategy that he's worked on there that's helped him a lot. So okay, hey, good for you, you know, uh, good for you. Uh, I'm glad, glad it's working out for you. Glad you won a bazillion dollars. Don't know if mm-hmm. I truly care, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I I did know about Dan Jennings too when he was uh, he was hot there. So they uh, got a, they got a new guy. How many games has he won in a row now? This guy seventeen. Seventeen. That that that's, that's impressive. Yeah, you, know, you would think mm-hmm. uh, just by dumb luck you'd lose eventually. But yeah, remember though that Jennings won seventy four straight. So uh, if this guy keeps up at his pace, uh, let's see. Let's 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 uh, look at the calculator. Uh, he's averaging like just about seventy five thousand. So seventy five thousand times seventy four. That uh, can't be only. Could it only be uh, five million five hundred fifty thousand? 74 times sure 75,000 okay that's still a lot of money 
Because I think uh, I'll take it. Jennings won three million two seventy. So whatever. Yeah. So uh, you know, keep on uh, gambling. Keep on using those skills that you learn as a better. Uh, you could you apply them to a lot of different things there, George. Listen. It's it's all money. I'll take it. Money, money, money. It's amazing what, uh, what one field can do for you in another field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Life lessons. It. You know, uh, he's he's obviously he has some kind of game theory there that he's working, and it's working out. Yeah, I, I want to see uh, Camp Stewart. I want to see uh, Gabe on Jeopardy. Maybe against each other. That would be a pretty cool thing. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, that'd be the idea. You want, you want to see him against each other, right? Uh, yeah. I'd see Gabe on anywhere, on any, any kind of game show. I just like seeing him flip out. <laughs> I think, you know, damn, buzz is not working. This is not fair. Just, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, see what things aren't going well. I'll give you three to one. You may to get this question wrong. You know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah, but you, uh, we got to make that happen. Uh, maybe get uh, Joe Ranieri in there as well. So, uh, got a lot of talent on our. Uh, on network here. Just make it so, a sports Jeopardy um, episode with the three of them. There you go. There you go. All right. So let's, let's uh, get uh, started. Uh, make it happen. That's your job there. I want this uh, done there, uh, Fantasy Prince. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little fantasy baseball. Uh, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, Trey Mancini, uh, finger contusion, had to leave Saturday's game day-to-day, uh, no structural damage. I got scared because, uh, you know, uh, playing a couple of deeper leagues, and he's been really uh, doing well for me, you know, batting three fifty-five, six home runs, 14 runs batted in. And if you look at his minor league numbers, George, this guy, uh, the fact that he's doing so well, really no surprise. And, uh, you know, as we go uh, – Talking about some of the waiver wire options for people this week. A couple of uh, Oriole uh, players that we're going to be talking about. But uh, you got to love what Trey Mancini has been uh, bringing to the plate uh, so far this season. Yeah, Mancini should really already be gone in your league. He shouldn't be available. Uh, but yeah, I'm not is, saying that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying to pick him up because you're right, he's gone. But I'm just. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you, buddy. The Orioles are. They can't pitch. Do you realize the Minnesota Twins in five games against the Orioles this year have hit 21 home runs? In five games against the Orioles, the Minnesota Twins have hit 21 home runs against them. Holy crap. There are are two teams. The TRA is like six or something, right? They just can't pitch, you're right. (laughs) The point is that they they can't pitch, but they can hit somewhat. They're not a bad hitting team. So there are actually maybe more, a few Orioles you might, I should say a few, a couple of Orioles you might want to pick up Mm -hmm, on your mm -hmm, way. mm -hmm. Look at them. Don't, don't just discount a team because the team sucks. Yes, Baltimore's bad, but they're, they're scoring some. Perfectly said. Yeah, but uh, I just, I just found that amazing last night. The Pirates don't have 21 home runs as a team this year, period. (laughs) 26, 27 games. There are always stats like this. I found it interesting that before Friday night against the Yankees, the San Francisco Giants had not scored a run in the first inning. They were 0 for 25. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. just, it's just always weird stats. Uh, of course, the first thing they do against the Yankees is score a run. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, it's always weird little things like that. But 21 home runs. I'll tell you one thing. It makes me want to uh, bet Minnesota today, right? Uh, I'll take uh-huh. I'll the Twins over the Orioles yeah. today's game. And maybe maybe, maybe you need to stack some Twins. Yeah, maybe you need there to stack some Twins in that Orioles game today. Absolutely. Uh, Billy Hamilton. Just, you know, watch out for him because as you're putting in your lineups, uh, you know, a lot of people lock in their lineups 
for next week uh, tonight or tomorrow morning, but uh, keep an eye on him uh, because he uh, was removed from Saturday's game against the Angels. A little uh, right hamstring tightness, and let's face it, I mean, if he didn't steal any bases, that's his forte. Yeah, he wouldn't be on your fantasy team, but uh, uh, suppose the Angels are saying uh, it's uh, purely precautionary, but you just got to keep an eye on this. Uh, batting 216, zero home runs, but the eight stolen bases is what uh, gives him his fantasy value at this stage. Exactly. I mean, that's all, that's all you're drafting him for. He does nothing else. But don't get me wrong. You know, well, we, we all knew that going in. There are certain guys, mm-hmm. that's all they do. And we need, it's a category. It's one-fifth of your uh, your offense, Jay, most leagues. So we need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, Bill, if, some, if anything's wrong with his legs, you're screwed. You know, that, that sort of thing there. I, he's not a player I, I truly like. I don't, I know in draft, I hate drafting guys who are just one category, guys. And, mm-hmm. But that's also why generally I have problems in the, spell, in the stolen base category. Well, I'm never going to finish at the top because I don't draft it. You know, uh, it's something I just, I don't know. I, I just can't, uh, I just can't get, get by it here. Uh, to just draft, draft a pure stolen base guy. And continuing on in terms of stolen bases, the, uh, baseball's leader is Tim Anderson. Ten stolen bases. Uh, this guy, uh, has he finally figured it out, George? I mean, I have him in a couple of leagues. W- w- look what he did last year. Uh, batted 240 the year before, batted 257. But he gives you that uh, that uh, 20 home run potential. Hit 20 home runs last year, 26 stolen bases. So far this year, obviously, he's not going to bat 402, but that's what he's hitting. Five home runs. Uh, 16 uh, runs bet in, like I mentioned, the 10 stolen bases. What scares me is this this walk rate. Again, it's down, you know, two point two percent. But he is finding a way to get on base, obviously, because he's he's hitting a ton. His on base percentage is four twenty two this season, last season, and it was two eighty one. Season before it was two seventy six. So once this guy, you know, cools off in terms of his uh, his batting, his BABIP is four sixty two, which is unsustainable. Uh, what, what do you think about about Tim Anderson? I mean, everything you said was true. And the BIP is certainly un, uh, unsustainable. You're not going to get on. Ba- uh, you're not going to get hits on. You know, half your uh, balls that are put in play. That's not going to happen. So, uh, listen. I think it comes down to this with Tim Anderson. I think has he figured it out? Sort of. Yes, I do think sort of. He's going to get better. But mm-hmm. I think he also. I wouldn't say scream sell high to me, but I want to sell mm. high. Because yeah, I don't man. truly believe he'll keep anywhere near this up. So I'm going to sell high on him because he's doing everything right now. You mentioned he's still in base and adding some power too. Right now he's extremely valuable. So if mm-hmm. I could get someone to trade me, I mean, I, I certainly in expert leagues you're not, you wouldn't be able to do this. But maybe in your home league you might be able to get a Carlos Correa. He might mm-hmm. a Corey Seager. You know, big, bigger names because they're not doing as much right now. And Tim Anderson is so hot, you might be able to sell him. Hey, this guy's stealing and he's hitting for power. You know, and uh, da, 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 da. of course, you have to always have to answer the question, well, if that's true, why are you trying to trade him? You know, that, right, that, right, you know, right. You need to come up with a reason for that because that's the first thing I would ask. Well, obviously, if he's mm-hmm. so good, why are you trying to trade him? You know, then why, don't, <laughs> why don't you keep him right? I mean, you don't believe either. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of those things where you may have to come up with a bigger deal. It's where you, you sort of mask what you want. By making a four-player deal rather than a one-on-one, you know, right. so you can, there's always things you could you can do for that, especially if it's a one-on-one at the same position. Because whenever he's making a, a one-on-one deal, if I'm making a trade with Joe Kalina, and you know Joe's got Carlos Correa, I got Tim Anderson, and both 
he's going, well, why, why do you want this player with this player? You must believe he's better than. Why? <laughs> but if you, if you mask it, if you're doing this right. shortstop for an outfielder, well, that's fine. You need right. the outfielder to open mm-hmm. shortstop. But if you mask shortstop it, shortstop for a starting four pitcher. players, yeah. right, that, mm-hmm. you're gonna, mm-hmm. that's fine. That, that's how you're masking it. But if you're doing it in a mm-hmm. four-player deal, well, then you can hide what you really want. A six-player deal. Right. Make it a bigger deal. That's how you're hiding it, what you, how you really feel here. When you make a one-for-one offer, you're pretty much saying, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm just a sell high. It's a buy low. I want to get rid of this guy. You're telling what you want or what you believe. Right, right. Good point. Good point. Good advice. Um, so let's take a look at some of uh, the waiver wire uh, relevant players uh, this week. Uh, Michael Chavis uh, for the Red Sox deb- debuted uh, last Saturday. Uh, I guess claim to fame what he had a PED suspension last season so batting 200 uh, on base percentage uh, 400 after going over two with two walks yesterday been playing some second base and third base do you like him going forward do you think that he sticks around on this team well that's the problem you just named the problem he's a top prospect he's gonna hit what mm-hmm. happens when Pedroia and or Nunez come back and they're both back shortly it looks like you mm-hmm. know so what's gonna happen there you could make an argument I mean, uh, and I don't know if I, I don't think I'd argue against you that he should be playing over Devers now or at least in a, in a some kind of platoon. You could make mm-hmm. that argument. I, I said I wouldn't argue with you, you know, because I think he, I think he's certainly a better defender than Devers. Devers has all sorts of issues on defense there. And mm-hmm. he's, he might end up being a better hitter as well. But do you, you don't want to just make Devers a platoon player right now. That's not good. You got right, this young also to make a right. You, you can't do that. That's bad for your younger players here. So I think you are it's bad sort for of my looking, fantasy team too. <laughs> sort of mine too. I got there was in a bunch of leagues there, Joe. He's one of those guys I banked on this year. You know that. Yeah, uh, me too. Figure it out. And I got him in yeah. probably half my leagues, and it's he's it's not working out very well. But he's only twenty two. Mm-hmm. He's only twenty two right. years old. So right, you don't right, want right. to give up on this guy. So uh, listen, I think in a perfect world. Uh, uh, Chavis would be your second baseman. I mean, that's not perfect. You know, but I think mm-hmm. that's where he should be, second base uh, for the Red Sox. But as I said, I don't think they're really willing to give up on Pedro yet, which I know that's silly, and they should, but he's one of their, you know, we don't want all yeah, those Pedro. He's a great Red Sox, but I think, you know, mm-hmm, he can't mm-hmm. stay healthy. It's time time to move on. You know, but right. they're going to give him another shot there. And I, it wouldn't shock me if Chavez gets sent down as soon as Pedro comes back. You know, mm-hmm. that wouldn't shock me at all. You know, so that could happen. Nunez isn't that far behind either. You know, both these guys can be back by middle May of the year at the latest, and even that I think is late. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised they're back. You know, maybe not next week, but the week after. You know, I think Nunez is already beginning a minor league uh, rehab assignment, so he'll be back soon. What are they going to do? You know, what are they going to do? I think Chavis, uh, I think Chavis, if you're not going to play Chavis every day, I think he has to you go back send down. Send them to the back minor. down. Right, you yeah. have to. So uh, mm-hmm. people in Fab tonight, be careful. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. Don't blow your wad. Don't blow your wad on this guy because I just don't think he's going to be there long term. I think talent-wise, yes. If I knew, if the Red Sox said he's going to play third base or second base every day from here until the end of time, yes, I'd go bananas for him. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd want him on my squad. But I don't think they're going to. They're gonna, I don't think they're going to do that. So once again, proceed with caution. He just may not be around very long. Yep, yep. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, Angels uh, called up uh, one of their top. Uh, Switch hitting prospects, Luis Renjifo, 
and uh, it's spelled R-E-N-G-I-F-O. So, but I, I saw the the way you pronounce it, Renhifo, uh, replacing Zach Cozart, who's on the uh, IL with uh, a neck strain. Uh, this guy uh, is. Big claim to fame is uh, stolen bases. He's uh, got a little pop. Uh, minor league uh, average, his triple slash is 268, 355. So he gets on base. You got to love that. And uh, 404 slugging. Uh, had 41 stolen bases in 2018. A little bit of pop. Uh, I personally like the OBP skills, especially for a guy that's going to steal some bases. Uh, if you look at uh, you know what he's done in the minor league, good plate discipline, doesn't strike out uh, much, uh, double-digit walk rate. Uh, first of all, what do you think that that 268 batting average translates to long-term? You know, at least long-term. F- you know, for the rest of the season, if he sticks uh, in baseball, maybe what, maybe a two fifty five or so. I mean, uh, is he a guy that uh, you you would recommend uh, putting in a, a significant uh, a bid in uh, tonight? Significant? No, no, no. Okay. no, no. This is, I mean, this since is not stolen bases are happen. No, okay, all right. Because I know people go nuts April. when they see a guy that can steal bases. It's April. All right, how mm-hmm. badly could you need stolen bases right now? We got to break the bank for somebody. This is not a superstar. It's just not. So I'm not flipping out uh, nowhere near close over him. I mean, listen, the Angels are a bad team. My God, are they a bad team? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, the Yankees just played the Angels. Right? How are the Yankees beating anybody with this lineup? By the way, we I know what Giants it's are. It's amazing. Team, I get Giant, yeah, Giants we'll can't talk hit about that too. Paper yeah. bag. But uh, right. I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the Yankee uh, the Yankees Angels uh, on Thursday night. Uh, and it was, uh, it's when the Yankees are winning four nothing. And my f- uh, friend of mine, also a Yankee fan, uh, goes, uh, he says, "I don't know. He's just he's just mad at the Angels. How the hell are the Yankees uh, able to sweep anybody?" And he's got a great point. Just let you know how bad the Angels looked. And there's yeah. No starting pitching, right? It's Mike Trout a bust. All right, and it's uh, really Trout's the only person to watch in this team. Sure, when Otani comes back, that'll help out a little bit here. But uh, as for uh, Rangifo, uh, <laughs> sure. You know, um, he was only batting 240 in the, uh, the minor leagues. So you, you, you're banking on those steals, but he's got to get on base first. No, no. You want to bet a couple of dollars? Fine. But once again, you know, I, he's not a top prospect. He's not someone I'm dying to get on my team. Well, you and I pointed out how bad the Angel team was in preseason when we were going over the over-unders on win total. So uh, <laughs> it is sad uh, for Mike Trout. But we'll be back. We'll talk more. Wave of Wire ads of fantasy baseball for you. Listen to Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today, Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel producing our show. 
We were talking and we'll continue to talk in this segment about some uh, waiver wire ads and bring us back with a little urgent from Foreigner. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, when it comes to fantasy uh, bids on the waiver wire, it depends on your urgency. You like that little segue there? The urgency for your team, right? That was, that was good. This is why you're a professional. Yeah. This is why Joe Galena <laughs> is a professional. Segways. <laughs> Uh, I know what, 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 that's, that's, that really ticks you off when people ask you, you know, well, what, what kind of a bid should I put in? Because a lot of things go into it. First of all, you, your personal need for your team, uh, you, know, you, you know, you have to look at, you know, previous transactions that have taken past over the past uh, few weeks so that you know the field in your league, you know, are they aggressive? You know, when they want somebody, what are they really going to bid? And you know, it depends on your total fab, uh, you know, budget and what's available. No. Oh yeah, you One said of the toughest uh, things to do. Ticks off is probably a strong word, but it's an impossible question to answer because I don't know your mm-hmm. league. You know, uh, yeah. How much should I bid on Joe Blow? Well, you know, you just said <laughs> I don't know how aggressive your league is or how non-aggressive it is. You know, I don't know how many people need that, the position Joe Blow. If Joe Blow is a second baseman, how many people need a second baseman? And you're like, how much money mm-hmm. do you have left? How much money does everybody else have left? You know, there's so many questions that go into it. You'll you'll never be able to give me enough information to know that. So generally, when you're mm-hmm. asking me that, uh, it's a it's a guess, an educated guess. What I generally do is I try not to tell you an amount. I just try and tell you the, about the player, about what kind of mm-hmm. player is going to be. You know, so uh, yeah, you think of Chavis. We try, try and tell you that he, you know, I love the player. You know, he's, I think he's going to be a star eventually, but he could be sent down in two weeks. So you don't want to blow mm-hmm. your budget. You know, maybe you want to spend. You want to spend. 10% of it, fine, I'm okay with that. I would do no more than that. But you want to spend 10% of that just to take the chance? You know, you try and educate, really, and inform. Let you know, hey, he could be sent down. If you're okay with that, fine, go spend what you want to spend. But if you're going to be the owner who's like, oh, I just can't believe I spent $11 on a guy who played, you know, 11 games and I got sent down, well, then don't do it. Don't do it. Right. You know, it's really it's that simple here. We just give you the options here. I don't think Chavis is going to stay with the team. I doubt it. Without without an injury, another injury. You know, without setbacks, the Nunez and a Pedroia. Uh, it's not that he shouldn't. <laughs> you know, I think he should. I think he's ready now. I think he's better than Nunez. I think he's better than Pedroia. But I think it'll, they're not going to go in that direction. Not until. I guess the decision's made for them. I mean, at this point, I think Pedroia should probably retire. Nunez is a super utility guy. You know, that sort of thing. Chavis is an everyday player. That being said, Chavis is also not a second baseman. He's a third baseman. So they're sort of plugging mm-hmm. him in at second because that's where the opening is. But I think the Reds right. have to, get to be careful here to not ruin Devers. And you don't want to make him a platoon player where he can't hit lefties at this point in his career. He's 22 years old. The kit is going to be good. It's just taking mm-hmm. longer than we would have liked. And uh, listen, I mean, he was brought up at 20. So are we really surprised he's not quite the player yet at 22? We see this over and over again in baseball. That it, you know, it's a hard game to master. It's, Mike Trout suffer, uh, struggled his first time he got called up. Right? He wasn't all that great. You know, It took him the second time that he figured it out. And he's a superstar. Devers was never expected to be that. It's just taking him a little longer. You mentioned you banked on him this year. So did I. Not working out. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for big things. You know, when I say I banked on him, I, mean, I took him in a bunch of leagues. I didn't take him in round four. Yeah, yeah I, I made I made two or three. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. made sure to I made sure to grab him because I thought he'd break out this right. year. Not happening. Yep. And we also need to remember, Joe, it's April freaking twenty eighth. It's still I early. know. I it's agree. Still early. Five months left. Five months left. <laughs> um, very good points you bring up. Uh, and since we were talking about the Angels, uh, Tuesday Griffin Canning 
will be making his major league debut, starting pitcher for the Angels uh, in uh, three starts in the PCL, the Pacific uh, Coast League, which is a very hitter-friendly league. Uh, 0.56 ERA has uh, demonstrated pinpoint control, 9.6 K per nine, 1.1 walk per nine. This is a you know, before this, he was averaging just about three walks per nine. Uh, has a very good whip in those three starts, 0.938. And uh, just overall, uh, a 3.27 ERA for his career. He's only 23, and he, this is only his second year in the minor leagues. But the, we talked about how uh, desperate the Angels are for talent overall. But, uh, you know, this is a guy that... You know, when I was talking about urgency when it comes to, uh, you know, working the waiver wire, a couple of my teams, I'm a little light on pitching. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of people like that as well. Uh, but uh, this is a guy that I personally will be hitting. I don't know if you agree or not, uh, fairly hard uh, when it comes to, uh, it, you know, uh, my my fab bids tonight. Uh, you know, cause, and I'm hoping that he sticks because if he does, you know, he's probably going to be a uh, – it could be a two-star pitcher this week, you know, Tuesday and maybe next Sunday. So what do you think about Griffin uh, Canning? Uh no, I know. I'm uh, pushing it. I'm pushing it. Uh, I need him. I need yeah. him. I need him to. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't mind. Once again, pitch gets called up. You want to take a shot at it? I don't. I don't mind. I, I don't. Once again, you see what happens here. I'm not. I'm. I'm not breaking the bank in Fab tonight. Not doing it. Right. He's not right. a. Once again, not a superstar or a superstar in waiting. That kind of player. Because I, mm-hmm. I just think the, uh, the team sucks. <laughs> and yeah, so they, you know, yeah. the team. They're not a good team. And uh, he's not the uh, he's not the end all to be all. Where he's oh my god, it's once this guy gets called up, he's gonna fix everything. No, no, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> you know, so uh, Griffin Canning. I mean, Joe. If it's Joe Adele, I feel differently. You know, he, he was supposed to be the uh, big thing, and he got hurt in spring training. Uh, this mm-hmm. this would be different here. Uh, but that being said, now Canning is going to start Tuesday against the Jays. Jay's not the best offense on the planet, regardless of Vladimir Guerrero getting called up. You know, the Messiah, yeah, we'll talk about him. He's mm-hmm. been traded. Uh, yeah. But they're not, they're not the best. It's funny how Guerrero's like, though, the next, oh, my God, Guerrero's going to get called up. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, and I got him in a league or two. And I'm not, well, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, the next big, th- whatever. But uh, fa- Jay's not a good hitting Oh, he's big, so all right. Him- <laughs> yeah, well, yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a shame the guy's that big at this young an age. My God, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's scary. Age? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's not going to go over well at all. But uh, Canning, I said, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break the bank. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. He's doing very well at AAA. You know, very, I mean, very well. 17 strikeouts uh, to mm-hmm. two walks in uh, 16 innings. His ERA is 0.56. His WHIP is uh, 0.94. So he's fantastic. Let's see what he can carry over to the major leagues. Wins could still be tough to come by because that team can't hit outside of Trout. Right. And if I'm, listen, if I'm opposing teams facing the Angels, it's playing simple. I do it with the Yankees. The Yankees walk Trout with the bases empty. Intentionally walk them with the mm-hmm. bases empty. I, I would do that most of the time, by the way. Also, I'm not letting this guy beat me. Yeah, you know, if Angels and Simmons is batting behind him as the cleanup hitter, fine. See what you can do. You know, Pujols, who's a shell of his former self, fine. Let's see what you can do. You know, Cole Calhoun sucks. You know, it was like, it's a terrible, it's not a very good hitting team. So, uh, I'm just not letting Trout beat me. That's uh, Fanning, Canning, what's it, Fanning? Uh, Canning, solid prospect, nothing spectacular here. I'm not dying to get him here. But that being mm-hmm. said, we most of us do need pitching. And yeah. I think he'll be a name. He'll be a name that people won't recognize. 
So yes. I think you, you can get him for much cheaper where you're not going to need to spend. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need to spend high in your – obviously, industry leagues, expert leagues, you will. But in your home leagues, I think you can get him for a couple of bucks because I think he'll yes. slide by. People, yeah. people won't even know the name. Who? Mm-hmm. Who? That sort of thing. So if you want to take a shot at him for a couple of bucks and that's what you get him for, it's sort of nothing to lose. Most of his roster, nine pitchers are starting. And then you have a pitcher or two on your uh, reserve bench. You can't tell me he's not as – he's not – has more upside than your 10th or 11th guy on your roster. Really? I have, I have a hard time believing that. He has as much upside as anybody else. Why not? Yeah. Like you said, in an expert league, you know, in 15 teamers, I think he has some value. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I was thinking even before, you know, because, I, like I said, I have a couple of teams that are – I needed a little help uh, with pitching, so I was starting to look at the uh, uh, you know, the numbers in the minor leagues to see if maybe there's someone that might be coming up. And and I, you know, I actually had looked at uh, this guy. So uh, you know, I play in the TGFBI uh, Justin Mason's league that plays on the NFBC site. So I'm looking for him to you know put a bid in. You know, and this is like the middle of the week, and I can't find them. But according to uh, you know. I, I, texted the the nfbc and it said you know this guy's not eligible yet he goes no uh you know they have to once a player is on a team's 25 man roster then we add him so so unfortunately i'm going to double check today but it doesn't look like he's going to be added to the 25 man roster till tuesday so he might not be a waiver wire ad in those leagues until next week so and you'll have some some history by which to see what he did in his first start or two before you add him so uh, i was a little disappointed in that because i wanted to try to jump the gun you know get some some prospects uh, you know um, on my roster, uh, you know, in case they get called up uh, starting pitching-wise. But, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, Carter Kaboom. Kaboom, kaboom. Uh, shortstop for the Nationals. Uh, what do you think about him this week? When you look at his minor league stats, uh, 286, 373, another good guy for uh, OBP, right? And a 471 triple slash, 471 slugging. Uh, quick bat, another uh, disciplined hitter. Spreads the ball to all fields. Uh, looking like, according to his draft, draft profile and his minor league numbers, could eventually be you know a 20 home run guy, maybe lower 20 uh, home runs. Uh, do you think that he's another guy? I guess we have to worry about that. Does he stick with the team uh, when Trey Turner comes back? Uh, you know, maybe uh, you know he hit a home run in his first game uh, the other night. I think it was Friday, but he's batting 125 right now. What, what are your thoughts on Kaboom Kaboom Carter Kaboom for the Nationals? Oh, it's it's funny with Kaboom. Right, because uh, you know when Turner went down, he wasn't ready. You know that's what they, right. that's what the Nationals told us. He wasn't ready, which we, we knew was bull, but that's what they told us. And now because the team can't hit, a couple weeks later, oh, he's ready. You know it, it's just funny how this works. It's, it's all it's all crap. Uh, your issue is going to be this: where's he going to play when Turner's healthy? Yeah, that's going to be the problem. Right. You know, well, what are they going to do with him when Turner's healthy? And Turner. I mean, it looks like Turner, Turner has turned a corner, so he should be ready. Uh, I'm just proud of myself with that. But, but showed us <laughs> nice, there. nice. No, really you care. didn't care. Yeah, you know. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt now and upset. Uh, so where is he going to play with Turner's healthy? All right, so that, that would be my issue there. It may be a, a short-term thing. I think the kid's ready. You know, he's got a great baseball name. Kaboom! You know, but where's mm-hmm. he going to play? Is he going to take over for Dozier at second base? You know, we got Kendrick is there as well. I don't see right. that. Kendrick's, you know, been, the out- Kendrick's been doing well, right? But uh, and even, obviously not a Even Dozier's turning it around a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, even Dozier's yeah. also starting to play a little better. So, uh, listen, uh, they got Zimmerman Adams at first base. Where's he going to play? 
I think he gets sent down mm-hmm. once again when Turner's healthy. So you took a very short-term help for your fantasy team here. I think it is help, mm-hmm. mind you. you. Absolutely. I like love the player. Just like Chavis, love the player. What's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that that's the issue here. Uh, Turner should be back, I would think, ooh, before Memorial Day, so within a month. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have no problem claiming Kaboom again. Once again, you're claiming. You, you ride the next couple of weeks, two, three weeks that he plays, and maybe another injury happens. You know, you worry about, or maybe he forced himself at the playing time. If he plays that well, they have no choice. You know, they have to put him at second base. You know, that, that sort of thing mm-hmm. here. Or maybe Turner has to go back to the, you know, I'm just throwing, just throwing things out there. Maybe Turner has to go back to the outfield and Kaboom plays shortstop because, you know, they'll be a better overall team. I don't think either one of these things happen, but it could. It certainly could. So I think he's well worth, the talent is well worth the grab. The fact that you're going to get him for three weeks, I think that's your over-under there. There's three weeks of playing time. Right. is worth enough for me to spend. But unlike Fan, uh, Canny, who we just mentioned, you're going to have to spend mm-hmm. Kaboom. Right, you're yeah, spending people recognize the name, right? Mm-hmm. Every, that's the that's the and problem. We all know Carter yeah. Kaboom, mm-hmm. and he's and he's mm-hmm. a hitter. So mm-hmm. that that's your issue there is that he's going to cost you more money. You're not getting in for ten percent. You probably need to mm-hmm. spend at least a quarter of your fab, mm-hmm. if not more, because there could be somebody in your believe uh, in your league believes, oh, top prospect, going to stay all year. I'm going to spend you know sixty five dollars. You know, mm-hmm. on him. something something stupid like that. So uh, he's a much much harder player to get. Yeah. And uh, one other uh, thing to mention about the Nationals, and we have to check the Nationals uh, lineup when it comes out uh, a little later this morning, uh, is Anthony Rendon, who missed some time, wasn't on the IL, but got hit uh, in the elbow. And uh, he played fr- he missed a few games in the, in the middle of the week and played Friday, but was uh taken out of the he didn't start yesterday I don't know if that was just like a day after a night game kind of thing you know they want to bring him back slowly but uh Howie Kendrick uh, was playing third so uh so we got to watch that situation as well but uh so uh we had talked a little bit about uh the Orioles having some uh, uh batters that you might want to add on the off of the waiver wire and uh Renato Nunez 22% ownership in ESPN uh third baseman six home runs in 26 games this season last season eight home runs in 73 73 games uh showed that he could hit for power in the minor leagues uh, multi position eligible depending on your league's rules uh batting average uh, was 289 entering yesterday's game what do you think about that Renato Nunez you know the hot name of the wave wire that people have been claiming here, and I, once again, I don't mind it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. good solid play off to, off to a hot start. Does it continue? Anyone's guess here, but we can say that about every player there. You know, as for Rendon, by the way, uh, I think it was a day after a night game thing after an injury just to make sure they didn't play him mm-hmm. too hard. But uh, it right, certainly right. raised an eyebrow. Certainly raised an mm-hmm. eyebrow because I've got Rendon on a couple of leagues. Also, Acidillo has been placed on the IL for the Minnesota Twins, so uh, yeah, I'm not going to see him. <laughs> and... Uh, when he comes back, there'll be a roster crunch going on there, by the way, so that'll be interesting. Hey, but this is good for us, Joe. I mean, uh, Yankees are playing mm-hmm. Minnesota next weekend, so you know, one less player yeah, we have yeah. to worry about. Right. Uh, but he's my second catcher in uh, the TGFBI league. So, uh, so yeah, we'll take the good with the bad, right? Um, Dwight Smith, he's a guy uh, a little bit uh, higher ownership, forty-three uh, percent in ESPN leagues. Two seventy-eight, five home runs, nineteen RBI, three stolen bases. Power numbers are a bit of a surprise. So showed occasional power in the minors. Has decent speed. Uh, you ride the hot streak on this guy, especially in the deeper leagues. Outfielder. Absolutely, I mean, you, you should always be looking to ride the hot streak if it's cheap. 
That's always mm-hmm. the question there, if it's cheap. You know, listen, if you've got to pay up for the guy in fab, well, then it's not cheap. And then he's probably mm-hmm. not worth it because we don't expect him to last long term. You know, that's always the question. How long is the guy going to last? Now, I think Baltimore is pretty much going to rotate their outfielders all year long. I think they're going to ride the hot streak guy as well. <laughs> Same right. thing, right? right. Uh, and you're playing well, you play. You're up, you're slumping, you're up, back down. And, you know, we'll call up the next guy. And I think that's right. the way they're going to do it. They and, got nothing to lose. Yeah, for a, yeah. All right. For a team like Baltimore, unless it's a top prospect, I don't think there is anything to lose there. Why not mm-hmm, do that? Mm-hmm. You know, you, I think you're going to see rotating players in, in Baltimore all season long. they got to have to find guys who are going to be there for the long term. This is an organization mm-hmm. that's in – well, it's a terrible organization right now. But, you know, <laughs> Smith – Mancini's set. But Smith, Mullins, mm-hmm. uh, Ricard, you know, Wilkerson, uh, even Nunez to an extent uh, – They'll go, they'll go through them all. They'll rotate through them all until they find what they like. Right, right. All right, we'll continue uh, breaking down some fantasy baseball, uh, waiver wire, uh, some box scores. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back. Little 80s rock. Little hairband. Listening to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. Hey, uh, the results of the 2019 NFL Draft are in. And for NFL betters and serious fantasy football players, the season starts now. Start preparing for the 2019 season and Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts will be live blogging with each pick. Actually, they did live blog uh, with each pick that took place, giving you all the information you need on how each pick affects the fantasy football landscape and NFL futures. And that's not all. They provide dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the 2019 NFL Draft today and the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. And and now's the time when you need uh, that uh, package the most, George, because now with the draft completed, the smoke is going to clear. And uh, I'm sure you will. I will. We're going to start to take a look at these uh, NFL depth charts and see what the heck is going to go on, who we're going to be wanting to take in fantasy uh, going forward. And it should be a, a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I have no choice. I have a uh, a dynasty draft uh, starting, uh, I would think shortly, somewhere in May. 
uh, for my uh, one of the league, my dynasty league that I'm in, obviously, and that's a uh, obviously rookie only draft. So uh, I think I have picked ten offhand, something like that. So uh, I will look forward to that tonight. I'm uh, a heavy IDP league, so that that that, that should have to be a lot of fun. And that should like mm-hmm. all other drafts, by the way, it'll be heavy running backs taken. Everybody goes crazy mm-hmm. for the running backs, and at pick ten, I'm not getting a running back. Sure, yeah, they're sure. Little, most of the good ones will be gone by then, and. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing in that league, actually. Probably end up taking a wide receiver, even though I don't really need a wide receiver. I don't need any quarterback help. I got good quarterbacks. And my ADPs are pretty – I have a pretty strong strong team in that league. So I'll probably mm-hmm. take best player available. There you go. Just like the Giants supposedly were going to do, right? That's Liars! Get them and said, uh, yeah, yeah, out of the draft. Yeah, we're just – we're not going to force it, you know? And, and that's the thing when it came to the Giants too was they really tipped the – I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but uh, I can mention it again. The, the, the fact that they tipped their hand, you know, and, and it was like the worst-kept secret among the uh, the football industry regarding who they were going to take and who they really wanted. And I think that's what scared them as well. <laughs> that everybody, they, I guess they felt that since everybody knew that they really wanted them, if anybody wanted to block the Giants, they would they would take uh, Daniel Jones before them. But eh, uh, we'll, we'll try to get to more. No one was taking before. Daniel Jones at one, two, three, four, or five. <laughs> Giants were silly. Could right, you they could have announced, <laughs> "We're taking Jones. We <laughs> love Jones," and they still would have got him at six. Okay, no one's doing that. Uh, I, I'm not so sure Jones would uh, would have gone at 17. Yeah, if, if, I think he would have mm-hmm. been available there as well. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. the way the draft went. You know, it wasn't quarterback crazy like it normally is. You know, Murray went one, mm-hmm. and the teams decided they didn't like the others as much. All right, Haskins fell to 15. Locke fell to a You know, so that's why I find it funny when Giants keep saying that, oh, no, we knew teams were going to trade up, but no, they weren't. All right? Cause he they, said, they, I, said I was watching a, a video clip. He said, I knew it as a fact. He's not even saying, well, you know, I, I thought that maybe the, uh, the Redskins or the Broncos. I knew it as a fact. Okay, interesting. They've, he's taken, they've taken so much heat. They're just trying yeah. to save face now. You know, it's once again, it's yeah. all PR. Everyone does the PR. All right. The mm-hmm. general manager does it. The teams do it. The players do it, by the way. Same thing, you know, with the, with all this other uh, crap. You know, as soon as something goes wrong. Uh, I know we haven't talked about the Tyreek Hill situation, but, uh, yeah. you know, eventually, uh, and he'll be out. He'll, you know, he won't. I don't think he'll play this year and maybe several years before he plays again. But once he does, you'll see the PR machine in full effect. Oh, he's sorry. You know, he's seen counseling. He's, yeah, yeah, that's the PR machine in full effect. To make him look better to the public, and people eat it up. You know, it's just the way it works uh, for all, all except the teams, the owners, the, the players, the agents. They all have the PR machine and, and ready to go full blast to make their player look good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if I should, you know, since you mentioned it, because I wanted to talk about the Chiefs, and since we were talking AFC East, I wanted to talk about what the Bills did. But uh, you know, maybe we'll say that we'll. we'll finish off this uh this segment with baseball and i would like to try to get to a little bit more football but uh baseball real important this time of year as well and and but uh we'll see what we could do uh, two names i'll just throw at you and tell me what you think of them because uh, we were talking waiver wire ads hunter dozier and danny santana remember danny santana from a few years back had that big second half uh what was it 2012 or something like that where you know, he actually might have won some people uh some uh some some leagues uh, it was 2014, where he batted uh, 319, seven home runs, 20 uh, runs batted in, in 400 at bats, and uh, coming on, uh, striking out a bunch. But uh, for the Rangers so far this year, 315, uh, two home runs, uh, eight ribbies, four stolen bases. What do you think about Danny Santana? Danny Santana. Uh, once again, I think he's an ad for now. 
And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is someone you're not going to want long term. You know, we've right. seen this over and over again. That's what a lot of these guys are. You know, it, you're not going to find people where you're going to get them and, oh, hey, I'm going to have this guy all season long. No, probably not. No, probably mm-hmm. not. You know, you, you're riding while they're hot, while they're playing well, and when they're not, you move on. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that's, the, that's the way the game is played. This is why baseball is, is a much harder game to play than football. You know, where it's one day a week. Baseball, you have to constantly churn your roster. You know, if yeah. these, bo- these bottom of the end guys, you know, you move on. You know, it's, it's no reason to stick with them. You know they're not going to play well long term. Now, we do like Santana because he's playing in Texas. And we know the ball flies out of there all season long. But when, once that weather heats up, which it'll start to do now, it, it, you know, it's, it's a very good hitter's ballpark. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, right now he's batting, what, 315. He's got a couple of bombs, eight ribbies, four stolen base with a nice, nice little mixture of power and speed here. He's not batting 315. He's not betting over 300. That average is going to come down to an average that's going to hurt you. It is. It's a matter of time. You know, so you're riding the hot streak now. Once you see the cold streak comes, you move on. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Joe's dying mm-hmm. here. So, see, Joe was healthy a minute yeah, ago. Yeah. We kept him. Joe's dying now. We move on. All right, that's there what you, you do. Yeah, you would have picked me up and then uh, just throw me back, uh, you know, off your waiver wire, right? Pick me up off right, the waiver wire. Now, now he's giving us a bowl. We got to get rid of yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hunter Dozier, same kind of thing. Uh, you know, take him for now because he's hot. Dozier might be a little different. I, mean, I think I like him a little bit more. You know, where you mm-hmm. might want to uh, hold on to him. Uh, what's it? He was a prospect at one point. You know, uh, I don't know if I want to say top prospect, but that doesn't really matter anyway. But he was a prospect. He's not someone where oh, you know, it's he's not a nobody. He's a guy we expected mm-hmm. things out of at one point. So I think Doge is somebody I would give a little bit more length to to see if uh, he's finally figured it out. It's taken him a while. Another guy, mm-hmm. he's definitely hot. You know, back right, in right. uh, what's he about three three fifty, and that's once again not yeah. going to stay. Mm-hmm. Seven home runs, seven home mm-hmm. runs, sixteen ribbies, no speed. So you're not taking him for speed; you're taking him for power. And it's something that KC needs. They need power. So I think he gets also a longer rope, longer leash as far as to hang himself mm-hmm. with before uh, they would send them back. You know, so I think uh, Dozier is someone I'm going to keep around. I think. Um, when I say keep around, it doesn't mean keeping my starting lineup. I don't like what's going on here. Okay, put him on the bench. But he's not a guy mm-hmm. that I'm automatically going to put on the waiver wire. You know, once again, third baseman, corner infielder, DH. You should have a slot for him. You can plug him in the, uh, uh, into every now and then. My only worry would be, you know, listen, it's KC. Not the greatest it's one of the best pitchers ballparks in, in, the, in baseball. Not a great home run mm-hmm. hitting park. So that concerns me a little bit. But seven bombs, you know, I I got to take notice of that. So Dozier is someone I do like. All right. Uh, why don't we take a look at some of the games that took place on Saturday. Yankees uh, beat the Giants 6-4. to four. Uh, Luis Sessa tried to give the game away, but uh, thankfully <laughs> the Yankees held on to win. Uh, some news out of the Yankees, uh, Miguel Andahar. Uh, supposedly a week away. Uh, did you hear the same thing, George? A week away from returning to the field. Uh, lots of guys obviously still on the DL. You know, Judge, uh, Stanton had a little bit of a setback, needed a quarter zone shot. You know, Severino, of course, we know he's uh, long term, uh, you know, long term uh, IL stint. Uh, but the Yanks just keep on winning, right? Uh, won eight of nine, 10 of 12, playing some small ball here. Taylor Wade, the five stone bases. There's 16 and 11, a game and a half out. And it's nice to see the Red Sox 11 and 16, six and a half out. Uh, Sanchez, clueless at defense, but they hit a tremendous grand slam yesterday, George. All right. Uh, when it comes to the Yankees, uh, it's 
I mean, it's, it's really, think about it. Uh, the, the line that they had the other day, I, I think it was might have been Wednesday, whatever it was. I mean, Urshela was batting cleanup. It was Urshela, right, right. Romine, Wade, Tortman, Ford. It's like, oh, my God. You know, I, th- I think I, I tweeted out that if the Yankees had fielded this lineup on a, uh, a spring training road game, they would have gotten fined by Major League Baseball. They would have gotten fined. I mean, they'd be getting a talk to by Major League Baseball for not having a representative lineup. I mean, what's going on with the Yankees right now? It shows two things. One, baseball's in a bad spot. And what I mean by that is how the, how the Yankees shouldn't be beating anybody. But yet they are. They're beating the Angels. Mm-hmm. They're beating the Giants. There are a lot of bad teams in baseball. Talk to my wife last Schedule's night. Schedule's cooperating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's not that. The schedule will cooperate for every, with everybody. There are a lot mm-hmm. of bad teams in baseball. This is not good for the game. There are so many. You have the haves and have-nots in baseball. And there are a lot mm-hmm. more. Have nots. It's really the way mm-hmm. it is. There are bad teams, you know. Because once again, if you're an average team, you'll beat the Yankees right now. I just told you what the lineup is. You're going to beat them. The, the only, thing, the only yeah. team they can beat are bad teams. So, so it, it's just. I think it's sad. It also tells you, a. I know Aaron Boone takes a lot of crap, and I've given him a lot of crap too. I don't think he's all that great. But to keep this team together and winning with these, with all these injuries, where they have 14 guys mm-hmm. on the IL, that's not a joke. Uh, that's right, pretty. That's like that, pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, it lets mm-hmm. you know Brian Cash has done a very good job. Of, of organizational depth, because once again, they would not be able to survive without it. Now, as for the injuries, Andujar looks like he'll be back Friday, assuming no uh, no setbacks. Yankees only have three games until Friday. All right, they play today, and then they play two games in Arizona. Then they open up against Minnesota back at home. Uh, this is a very strange week in fantasy uh, in baseball. Uh, a lot of teams only have five games. I think there are 11 teams with five games, because this is the interleague week, where a lot of teams are playing those two games against the uh, Against the other league on Tuesday and Wednesday. So Monday and Thursday right, is going right. to be very light days in baseball. Keep that in mind. Andahar should be back on Friday. Uh, you go around here as far as the other injuries that are close to returning. Stanton is probably within two weeks. Although, once again, Joe, strange. This is the third Yankee to suffer a different injury while on the I.L. Yeah. I mean, Great right, point. Severin, yeah. Severino mm-hmm. had a shoulder, and then he has a lat. Uh, Batonis, I forget mm-hmm. what his original worry was, and then, then he has the, uh, the bone spur. And now Stanton goes on with the bicep and then ends up with the shoulder. Strange. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Mm-hmm. With three, I mean, this is the New York Mets. What always happened to them? Oh, yeah. you so gotta, yeah, you got to reevaluate this uh, training staff. I think, yeah, something, listen, it happens once. All right, weird. I mean, with the Severino could have easily been a pitch or whatever, you know, whatever he did that does a lat. Happens two other times. All right, I need to know what's going on now. I need to know. Mm-hmm. This is just too strange for me, especially in a season where everything's going going wrong as far as the injuries mm-hmm. are concerned. So anyway, Stanton's probably about two weeks, I'd say. Maybe, not this week, maybe next week. The week after that where he comes from, so maybe, maybe 10 days uh, for his return. Aaron Hicks and Tori Tulowitzki both look like they're ready to begin rehab since they could be back. It wouldn't shock me if it's next weekend when they're on the home trip, but I would think, once again, same as Stanton, about 10 to 14 days before they return. Uh, Clint mm-hmm. Frazier is in the, really the same timeline here. where he, uh, I think his 10 days would be up probably once again when the homestand starts on Friday, but I think he's just a day or two behind that. So the Yankees what are going to be getting much healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable. He twists his ankle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's trying to get back to second mm-hmm. base on a pickoff attempt. And, and you saw uh, so, him being interviewed, right? And he's like, you know, after what happened last year, I'm going to try to play through this thing. He really did not want to go on the on the IL. And, of course, he was so hot as well. So uh, I really feel well, for the that Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees do, uh, do an abundance of caution. I mean, Sanchez didn't need to go on a DL either. He had been out a couple of days, and they put him on there. It's just like, you know, if you have a hangnail, the Yankees put you on. As I get that. Better safe than sorry. 
I do get that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you might have wanted to think that, you know, maybe three days off if it's going to do it. And, you know, but the Yankees may always also be thinking, we can't afford three days off. We need somebody now. We don't have enough players. But this is also because <laughs> the Yankees are one of those teams that they don't believe in having a lot of uh, reserves on the roster. They like to have pitching. Mm-hmm. They don't like to having the uh, hitting reserves. The Yankees only carry three of them. So that, that's mm-hmm. also the issue there with the Yankees. But uh, what it comes down to is... Yeah, the Yankees are going to have to eat it this week and maybe part of next, but they'll get much healthier after that. If you're wondering about Judge, you know, probably need to talk to you in June about mm. Judge coming back here. That seems to be yeah. it's going to be a little longer there as far as when he'll be healthy. Severino is probably a couple of weeks after that. You know, Gregorius a couple of weeks after that. You know, so the Yankees right now, really what the Yankees want to do is just play 500 ball until really for the next 10 days. And then you get your guys mm-hmm. back. You make you can go on somewhat of a run after that. And then the second half is really where you really need to take off once you get everybody back. Starting pitching has done well for them, but uh, part of it is, you know, uh, the, the, the schedule. And like you said, the the uh, level of, of opponent that they've been playing. J.A. Happ, seven shutout innings yesterday, no walks, but only two Ks. And uh, three quality starts in a row. So uh, in those three starts, 2.21 ERA. Uh, batting average against 192 in those starts. Uh, Yankee starters are on the season, 3.41 ERA, 2.95 past two weeks. So they've been coming on when they, you know, at the, at the right time. Paxton's been finding his way back uh, thanks to uh, Carlos Beltran uh, telling him that he was tipping off what he was going to be throwing. So, uh, it, you know, and, and just to, in, the, in the last couple of minutes, what do you attribute the, so many bad teams in baseball to? You know the fact that there are so many teams. I mean, uh, is it is it the money anymore? I mean, there's 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 revenue sharing at this stage. I mean, what the heck is going on? Well, of course it's money. Certain certain teams have more money than others, but it's also because it's you know teams who have the Chicago Cubs, how they built up, how the Houston Astros built up, tank for a couple of years. It, it's tanking. Teams are realizing you know, there's no point in finishing middle of the pack and being a 500 mm-hmm. team. There's no point in that. You know, you don't make the playoffs. You know, I don't you're think- all that exciting to fans, and you get a middle of the uh, a middle of the pack uh, draft pick. So they believe in mm-hmm. tanking. Get those top. If you're gonna suck, you might as well really suck. That's really what it comes right. down to. Uh, not the way the game should be played, of course, but it's the way a lot of teams believe in getting better. That we'll have to eat it for three, four years. Let's strip it down. So the Astros stripped it down. Marlins are stripping it down. And then they'll try and build mm-hmm. it back up after that. Yeah. Marlins uh, have some interesting pitchers that, uh, that uh, pitch them fairly well for them. So they might not be as bad off as we think for the future. But we'll be back with more Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 